keep telling you, brothers and sisters, that there is just a small group of criminal psychopaths that have been doing all of the crimes against we the people of these United States, a constitutional republic, and we the people of the free world for decades, for years. It's a mindset. It's those bankster criminals that continue to try to manipulate everything by while at the same time being greedy and taking all of the profit off the table that would otherwise be going to we the people, either in the form of job creation, innovation, or in the ultimate goal is to have technology actually working for the people instead of we the people continuing to work as slaves and now the technology taking over for us. We've been telling you about a lot of that, and we're going to detail much of it today and detail some of the actual people that are behind this small group of less than 200 bankster criminals that are facilitating this modern-day slavery. And as we're saying, and we caught phrase on 316, the revolution via revelation is happening today. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Cause these are my people, and this is my land. This is what we pray for, and this is God's plan. And that last section right there where he says, uh, Larry Fink says, it's not going to be an easy task. He's on a call with Bill Gates. So Bill Gates and Larry Fink are there talking together. And they're, they're talking about it like it's a terrible thing when the reality is that these criminal bankers and these criminal groups have been betting with our money for years. And one of two things has happened in both of these things that are potentials points to them being the cause of it. One, they took advantage of us simply out of the greed of their own selves to where they wanted to have that much money and they stole it from everybody else by manipulating the systems. Or two, they have an agenda to where they are trying to create serfdom and indentured servitude and slavery in a modern way today through a new world order, one world government that is owned and directed by them. Not elected officials, but selected individuals that they put in place. Listen to the rest of this. Here's a more in-depth part. Uh, uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually 
totalitarian governments where you have a uh, understanding of what's out there and obviously we're uh, the whole dimension is changing now with uh, as you said a democratization of, uh, of countries and and democracies are very messy as we know in the United States uh, you have opinions changing back yes you just heard Larry Fink the owner of the largest investment company in the world that uses artificial intelligence software system named Aladdin to sell to all of these other entities and look at what he said he said it's they that markets don't like uncertainty they like totalitarian governments he is promoting the Chinese Communist Party agenda which the communist agenda is the ground cover to help destroy regular people and it's all controlled by the tyrants the actual big time criminals are the ones that put those systems in place and he's saying that markets like that and then he tried to say that markets don't like democracies like america america is not a democracy it's a republic See how these criminals try to change the language in order to try to make you think? You, they make you think that the systems are weaker than they are. But our system of government is very strong. And it is allowing, you know, right now, if we can be honest, it's keeping tabs on all of these criminals. Because you've got Bill Gates there and you've got uh, Larry Fink both of those individuals, Larry Fink is from Los Angeles, California. Bill Gates is from a wealthy suburb of Seattle, uh, Washington State. So you would have to understand that these two people have been on the uh, West Coast. They grew up in very elitist, prestigious families. And now they are coming to us telling us again that there is this massive problem and that they're the ones to solve it and, and cause the solution, create the solution. This is the same con game that they played with the scamdemic pandemic. This is the same con game that they ran on us from 9-11. This is the same con game that they played on us in between in the financial collapse of 2008. This is, so if you look at the pandemic scamdemic of 2020 that actually started in late 2019, we were reporting on it then. You look at, going back in history, you look at the uh, financial collapse, that was a financial crime by the syndicate against the, uh, America. And they did that while Barack Hussein Obama was in office, their ally. So they've collapsed the government. They collapsed it and had Bernanke and all those other ones in there. And then you go back to 2001 and they collapsed it then by... Uh, the bombing of the World Trade Center. That wasn't planes, brothers and sisters. You need to understand that and stop regurgitating lies. The fact of the matter is those planes were not anywhere. There, there were nowhere. And the footage that you saw, it was all computer-generated um, composites 
that they did onto those film. But getting back to the, the main focus here. I was having dinner with a friend not long ago in New York City. We met at a place called Oriole, which is in Midtown. My dinner companion that night was a senior advisor to BlackRock. As you may know, BlackRock is now the largest asset manager on the planet. It directly manages $5 trillion in assets, and it oversees another $11 trillion through its Aladdin platform. That means one firm controls more money than the GDPs of China, Russia, and Japan combined. Anyway, my dinner companion happens to work directly for BlackRock's CEO. As we nursed our white wine in the evening wore on, she let something slip. If I remember her words, she said something like, they want to tell us we can't sell. What was she talking about? Who was she talking about? I placed a few calls, first to my contacts in Washington, then to a few people on Wall Street. Soon I was on a plane for a series of meetings to London, to Geneva, back to New York, then down to South America. As I began connecting the dots, a pattern emerged. It revealed a network of more than 189 individuals positioned inside the world's major financial institutions. Some of them hold senior positions inside the IMF, World Bank, and every central bank in the G20, including our own Federal Reserve. These elites share one vision, and they're about to make it a reality. That vision is one world order, one world taxation, and one world money. They've worked for years behind the scenes preparing to realize that vision. They've literally rigged the laws of international finance. Everything is basically in place right now. And there's essentially no way to stop this from happening. When the crisis hits, they'll flip the switch, freezing the global financial system. That will give them time to reset the world economy, according to their vision. As the coming crisis unfolds, President Trump will be powerless to stop it. In fact, trying to stop them would probably weaken the president's power altogether. That is, that, that, that is amazing, Jim, really. So what did these elites want from your contact at BlackRock? Basically, they want to classify BlackRock as too big to fail. The technical term is Systemically Important Financial Institution, or SIFI. That designation normally applies to banks, such as Bank of America. If your bank gets the SIFI label, it means the government will bail you out first in a crisis. But it also means you must turn over control of your bank until the crisis subsides. In this case, they're trying to reclassify BlackRock, an asset manager, as too big to fail. If they succeed, they'll be able to freeze BlackRock when the crisis hits. BlackRock clients won't be able to sell. They won't be able to buy either. Their accounts will go dark indefinitely. And the elite operators will take control of BlackRock's assets remotely via the internet. But our research shows that their ICE-9 plan goes much, much deeper than that. Now, you refer to their plan as ICE-9. You just said that. What, what does that mean? It's a reference to the Kurt Vonnegut novel, Cat's Cradle. In the book, a mad scientist creates a new form of water molecule called ICE-9. When it comes in contact with other water molecules, it freezes them at room temperature. One drop of ICE-9 can freeze the whole ocean. And that's what these elite operatives are about to do to the world economy. Now, can you share with our viewers exactly who these operatives are and, and what their ultimate goal might be? Like I said, John, more than 189 elite agents have slowly wormed their way into leadership positions across the board. They now sit at or near the head of the IMF, the World Bank, and even our own Federal Reserve. They also control much of what happens at the central banks of China, Russia, India, Brazil, Canada, and Europe. As you know, these institutions form a kind of global superstructure. It forms a kind of snare net encircling all nations. Their leaders aren't democratically elected, they're not accountable to you and me. They're beyond the reach of government and citizens, and yet they hold the fate of the global financial system in their hands. To get a sense of how they operate, imagine an array of floating spheres. One sphere is labeled IMF, one is labeled Fed, one is labeled Bilderberg, one is labeled Wall Street, 
one is labeled central banks, one is labeled intelligence agencies, one is labeled media, and so on. The elites inhabit all of these spheres, and together the network forms a kind of 3D Venn diagram. As I see it, regardless of what sphere they inhabit, the elites all share the same vision. One world order, one world taxation, and one world money. All of their actions are geared toward moving that agenda forward. Now, are you able to share the identities of these elites with our viewers? We've identified more than 189 individuals who are, in many cases, hiding in plain sight. Regardless, they all share the same vision. One world order, one world taxation, and one world money. A short list would include Christine Lagarde, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, IMF. Mark Carney, Governor of the Bank of England. Raghuram G. Rajan, Vice Chairman of the Bank for International Settlements. Haruhiko Kuroda, Governor of the Bank of Japan. William C. Dudley, President of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Augustine Carstens, Governor of the Bank of Mexico. Janet Yellen, Chairman of the Board of the Federal Reserve System. Mario Draghi, President of the European Central Bank. Xu Min, Foreign Deputy Managing Director of the IMF. Joshua Kwan, Governor of the People's Bank of China. Robert Dean Rubin, Chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations. This A-list of central bankers and other elites is just the tip of the iceberg. Of course, not one of these elites will tell you outright what's going on, but I've seen and heard enough to connect the dots for myself. Not long ago, for example, I met with one of their senior operators. He's a leading economist who served as the chairman of the Federal Reserve during the last crisis. He's considered one of the most influential minds in banking today. We met privately during a conclave in Seoul, South Korea. Of course, I'm talking about Ben Bernanke. I came away from my meeting with him stunned and convinced that ICE-9 was real. Not long before that, I set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with another member of the network. His name is Zhu Min, the former deputy governor of China's central bank. Until recently, he served as deputy managing director of the International Monetary Fund. Zhu is a brilliant guy, like Bernanke, and he's pleasant and well-meaning. There's no doubt in my mind that he's also a member of the elite network preparing to impose ICE-9 on millions of Americans. But I wasn't done with my research. I have since met with dozens of senior officials, intelligence analysts, and former Wall Street colleagues. My quest led to a final meeting, a face-to-face -face summit with the head of Bilderberg. We met at Rockefeller Center in Manhattan, and he was very eager to get my take on the euro as a currency. I was happy to provide it, of course, in exchange for some valuable intelligence. As I say in my new book, he did not have horns. In fact, he gave me a nice gift when we parted ways, a blue Swedish vase. I keep it in my writing studio at my home in Connecticut. But my point is, I came away from all three meetings convinced of one thing. When the next crisis hits, the elites are planning to freeze the financial system, and they'll replace it with a new system, one not based on the U.S. dollar. When that happens, we'll wake up to a very strange and disturbing new reality. And for our viewers that are watching today, what might the reality look like that morning? How does this manifest? First, they'll have gone to bed knowing that a massive financial crisis was underway. But when they wake up, they'll find it has worsened, and the contagion has spread worldwide. When they go to withdraw money, their ATM will say, close temporarily. When they go to sell stocks, their account will say, transaction not available. When they go to their local business, that business will only accept cash if it's open. As citizens realize they're being borrowed from the money, riots will erupt. It's going to get really bad really quickly. How would such a freeze actually work? And, and wouldn't that be highly illegal? Well, it wouldn't be illegal, technically, because they've been quietly laying the groundwork for years. They rigged the financial laws, changed the rules of the game to allow this to happen. The stage is set. They have the levers in place. The lights are positioned. Now someone just needs to flick a switch and they'll impose ICE-9 rapidly. And again, all of this will be legal because they break the system in their favor. 
Here in the U.S., for example, Congress pushed through something called the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, or IEPA. This allows the government to freeze accounts, assets, even whole institutions at will. The only condition is that there's some threat to national security with a foreign connection. Of course, with a global market, every financial crisis has a foreign connection. Any systemic crisis fits the bill.